If you're looking for Pokemon style Etsy items, Pokemon Pop figures, and so much more, check out the PokeDepartmentStore.com. That's P-O-K-E-D-E-P-S-T-O-R-E.com for all your Pokemon needs. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What is up everyone? It's me, the Pokemon Cave. Today we're going to be discussing Brilliant Stars, the pull rates, um, what I've been able to pull just from last night alone. Uh, and you'd be surprised to see or to hear how much of a completion I have already just after one night. Uh, we're also going to be talking about Pokemon Day and the announcements so far that's been made or lack thereof. Uh, and then finally we're going to be discussing... Uh, conspiracy theories in the Pokemon world that keep us up at night. Stay tuned. Alright, so. Um, <laughs> brilliant stars. Uh, so, as I was kind of talking to before starting the podcast, I ripped open uh, two booster boxes yesterday. Well, technically last night. Uh, this time last night. Uh, two ETBs and a build and battle box. Uh, I filmed two separate videos on it. Uh, one was the booster box ETB and build and battle. The other one was just the booster box and ETB. Uh, I've, I'm halfway done uh, editing one video. Uh, and then once I'm done, I got to send it to my editor uh, who's going to do like a more in-depth edit to it. But basically, I do... All the harder crap like trying to sync up one camera with the other camera like the audio and then removing the audio from one camera so it doesn't have dual audio and then i add oh, uh sound effects and whatnot um and then he goes in and basically removes all the garbage you know he'll take a 35 minute video and chop it down to like 16 18 minutes so then it's a little better for people's short attention span, like like myself. Uh, 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, that was, uh, that was my day, uh, last night and mostly today trying to get that done. Um, yeah, I was talking to you about the pull rates and stuff like that. Um, you know, some of these are, are insane. Uh, like, what is it here? Uh, the gold RCS V-Star, uh, one out of 568. Uh, I believe that would be packs. Yeah, out of packs, because uh, the data is from over 10,000 uh, Brilliant Star booster packs. I mean, holy crap. Um, yeah. <laughs> If you're sitting there and, and ripping open 10,000 booster packs, I don't think you're doing it by hand. I think you're using, like, a pair of scissors or something because I think your fingers would be raw after that. And you would have, like, oh, yeah. severe cramping. Um, you know, the RCSV, uh, again, one in 568. Uh, that's, that's insane. Uh, the Gold Ultra Ball... They have it as one out of 540, uh, which is interesting. Uh, I don't think, yeah, I don't, I haven't pulled that one yet. Uh, but I did pull the Charizard V, the alternate art where he's fighting Venusaur. Uh, that's one out of 490. Uh, I pulled one uh, out of what, 30, 60, 68, well, less, yeah, less than 100 packs, so out of less than 100 packs, I pulled a Charizard, um, and, you know, they're saying one out of 490 packs, uh, so I think that might be a little off, obviously, uh, the other Charizard V kind of looks like the, a shiny form, uh, it's one out of 450, uh, then you got the the rainbows, the RCS V Star rainbow. Um, he's got a one out of four hundred and fifty, and I'm pretty sure I pulled him. Uh, or I, well, I know for a fact I pulled an RCS something. Actually, I'm just going to look right now because I can actually just check on my app. I'm like very very certain that I pulled him. I did, yeah, I did. I pulled the RCS V Star uh, Rainbow, and that's one out of 450. And again, I pulled it within less than 100 packs. Uh, the Umbreon V Max, uh, one out of 360. I got one of those in less than 100 packs. Uh, <clears throat> then you've got the Marnie uh, Four yet again, uh, one out of 309. Uh, I didn't pull her. I pulled a different one. Um, which is kind of odd. I mean, I, I don't think you really need that many Marnie full arts. Uh, I, I, you know, I think we've beat that horse already kind of thing. Um, the chance of opening at least one trainer gallery, ultra rare or a secret rare was 44%. Um, that, I think... 
I think that's true. Um, oh, what the heck? <laughs> My thing was muted. <laughs> on, uh, on your end, I think. Um, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and we just got done talking about, like, issues with the freaking microphones. And I haven't even set up the microphone yet, but now I'm, like, screwing with the actual laptop audio. <laughs> oh my god that's all right i wasn't speaking too much no i i, I didn't see the, the green ring very often but i thought oh okay like there we go um <laughs> we're professional <laughs> like i was saying no, no more marnie whoever's fueling her stock is sus oh i know I mean, you know what? They they came out with that stupid Marnie milk jug type looking thing, milk curtain type thing. You know, I I think that's enough. I think we can put Marnie to to bed now. You know, she got her own little box. Marnie any day. Yeah, I mean, you know, she got her own little box. She she's done. You you can you can go away now. Uh, you know, don't cancel me for but that. You four out of the nine chase cards. That's not bad, dude. Yeah, and I mean, the nine cards to pull four of them is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, um, and again, you know, two booster boxes, two ETBs, and uh, uh, build and battle, like that's that's not bad. Um, so yeah, that's that's going to be interesting for how Brilliant Stars goes about. Uh, to put it in, into uh, concept there, um, that's the wrong word. <laughs> um, out of those two booster boxes, the two ETBs and the build and battle, I have 77% of these set. And that's including your reverse hollows, everything. So, I mean, I'm, I'm almost done the set for my personal collection. And... I've had one day of opening. Uh, now, mind you, I've got... I have another ETB here. Uh, two three-pack blisters. And four... Yeah, four packs of uh, blisters as well. Uh, and then a, a Leafeon V-Star box that I picked up today from Walmart. Um, I actually spent more on Pokemon stuff at Walmart than I did on actual groceries. Um, that was kind of fun trying to take the bag down to the basement without the wife seeing it this morning. It's like, <laughs> it's like one bag of groceries and two bags of Pokemon stuff. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I mean, uh, she, that's the thing. I don't know if I've just defeated her or if she just strictly doesn't give a crap anymore. But she doesn't even bother me about it anymore. She just... She sees it and then just walks away. <laughs> so it's like... <laughs> it's, yeah, it sounds like, it sounds like someone who has accepted defeat. Yeah. Inevitable. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you can just... Inevitable. You can just see the wheels turning in her mind thinking, you know, whatever. You know? We're still paying the mortgage. We're still paying bills. We're still buying groceries. 
what whatever just go have fun with your little pokemans you know <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, that's what my lady says all the time. And she's like, you know, I just, I see how much joy it brings you. So I don't, I don't really, I don't say anything about it. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's the thing, you know, my wife knows that I, I have a lot of struggles. Um, and, you know, she sees, or she sometimes sees and sometimes she, she hears it. And, and she'll make fun of it. You know, I'll be down here recording a video. Uh, while she's up there watching her show and then you know i'll be excited and all this stuff and i'm i'll come upstairs after recording a video and i'm prepping to get set up for editing and she'll be sitting there on the couch and she'll look over and she'll go oh yeah gold baby god <laughs> like okay you know what <laughs> quiet and watch your show all right <laughs> and she's like i know. don't understand yeah She's like, I swear to God, she goes, the one day I hit something, I can't remember the card I hit, but it was a really freaking good uh, gold card. And she goes, I don't know what the hell you were doing down there. She goes, but it sounded like you were just raging out. <laughs> I'm like, I was excited. <laughs> she goes, <laughs> she goes, well, that's fine. She goes, you can be excited in your little room then. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not bothering anybody. Yeah. Well, then, the other night there, I'm at work. So, I was working. I just got done working afternoons this week. So, I'm at work. And she got home probably about an hour and a half before me, I think, the one night. Uh, her father-in-law, or her father was watching the kids, or I guess watching TV while the kids are in bed. But after he left, she sends me a text and it's a, a link to something on Amazon. I'm thinking, oh, okay, she wants something for something. I'm thinking, well, the only thing coming up is our anniversary in, in May. That's way too freaking soon right now to be buying a, an anniversary gift, especially from Amazon. Like, it's it's only going to take like two days to get here. So I'm like, well, what the hell, right? So I, I click on the link, and it's that black soundproofing foam. For like recording studios. And it's like a 1000 count. And she sends me another text. She goes did you get the attachment? I said yeah. I said, What's this for? And she goes for the ceiling in your Pokemon room. I said why? She goes because she goes I want to watch my show in peace. I'm like oh I'm sorry. Someone's <laughs> like, oh. getting too excited. Yeah right. So, <laughs> yeah, I have those moments as well, mostly with my my Eagles during football season. But oh, yeah. there's other things that I get really passionate about. Or like even today when we were discussing Russia and the Ukraine and all that good stuff. Oh, jeez, yeah. I got really passionate, and she's like, "You don't have to yell at me," and yada yada. I'm like, "I'm not <laughs> yelling at you. I'm just passionate about what I'm speaking about." <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, I, I had the same conversation with my wife about the whole Russia-Ukraine thing. And my wife turns to me and she goes, she goes, so what's going to happen? I said, well, what do you mean? She goes, like, is there going to be a world war? I said, no, not yet. I said, I said, you know, I said, I said, I'm not sure about, you know, the U.S. I said, but for us Canadians, it's 
we have no diplomatic ties to Ukraine. You know, we're not, yeah. you know, we're not, uh, it's not like, it's not like Russia attacked France. If Russia attacked France, France and Canada are part of the UN kind of thing, sanctioned together. So, you know, if you attack one, you attack both. And then Canada would go into fight. I said, right now, I said, it's, it's Ukraine's fight to fight. I said, now, yep. is it sketchy as hell that Russia took Chernobyl? Yeah. Like, what the hell are they, why, my wife turns me and she goes, there's nothing in Chernobyl. I, I started off and I said, everything is in Chernobyl. I said, there's still reactors that are, are still firing there. I said, it's a freaking nuclear, literally a nuclear war zone, but it's also a giant power source. So it's strategically proper to take Chernobyl. Mind you, you know, I wouldn't want to be the, the, the soldiers marching into Chernobyl because you're probably going to die from radiation poisoning at some point. Uh, you know, I wouldn't want to sign up for that ticket. <laughs> um, but, yeah, but it's like, <clears throat> she turns to me and she goes, well, why is if Canada pisses off the uh, Russia? And I started laughing. I said, we already have. I said, you know, we've got the sanctions and all this crap. <clears throat> And I said, and our, our good-for-nothing uh, premier, who's kind of like the uh, same version as like a, a state senator. Um, uh, yeah, so <clears throat> down there you guys got senators uh, and governors and stuff like that. Or I guess, well, he'd be more more like a governor for you guys. Um, you know, our premier dictates what happens in our province. Whereas the prime minister dictates what happens countrywide, just like the president. Um, so our, oh God, our, our premier is a freaking joke. Um, the, the amount of stupidity that comes out of his mouth reminds me of George Bush. Uh, yeah. You know how George Bush used to make, make, make up words? Like terrorizers. Yeah, he was kind of just like a dork. Yeah, that's that's our premier. He he says things that just don't quite make sense, or he pronounces COVID as COVID, and it's like okay, well, COVID. I'm like, okay, it's it's ID, not ED, buddy. You know, <laughs> learn how to read. Okay, you know, COVID. COVID. <laughs> I'm here to talk Hello, to. Yeah. So he, uh, our premier's response to Russia was, we're going to remove all the Russian vodka from our LCBO. The, the LCBO is the Liquor Control Board of Ontario. Uh, so we have stores all across Ontario that sell liquor. It's just a giant liquor store. Um, they also sell beer, wine, uh, and all that stuff. Uh, at one point, at one point, they were handing out uh, free rapid tests for for COVID, um, <laughs> all that fun stuff. Uh, you know, they have free samples every so often, which the the drunks in my town really love. That day, yeah, you see them lining up at like seven o'clock in the morning for the liquor store to open because it's free sample day. Um, oh man! Yeah, it's it's fun. I I kid you not. I saw one guy lining up in his tidy whiteies. 
Uh, I don't. Yeah. He didn't even get dressed. He just wanted his booze. <laughs> um, must have been one of them. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, oh god, it, it's this town is hilarious. But you know that that's the thing. So it's like, you know, we can do sanctions. We can affect Russia's bank account. Nobody's really going to attack Russia because Russia's not attacking someone who is dominantly attached to someone else. At the same yeah. time, nobody wants to get nuked, and I, uh, and that's why I told my wife. I said, you know, if Putin gets pissed off and sense or decides to send a nuke towards Canada and the U.S., I said, you know exactly where it's going to aim. You know, I said, U.S., it's going straight for D.C. I guarantee it, it'll, it'll hit D.C., maybe California, in that area. I said, Canada, I said, it's, it's going for, you know, Ontario, you know, Toronto, Ottawa, maybe B.C., uh, you know, British Columbia and all that. Um... And she goes, well, she goes, we're like four hours away from Toronto and, and Ottawa. She goes, what would happen to us? And I laughed and said, <laughs> we, we would go bye-bye. <laughs> you know, um, we have these things. I don't know if you guys got them. Uh, they're called Amber Alerts. Um, mm. it, you know, uh, it used to wake me up in the middle of the night. And yeah, that pisses me off. But that's someone's kid that's missing, right? You know, I I wouldn't... If my kid was missing, I wouldn't give a crap who I woke up. Just, you know, trying to help find that kid, right? Uh, exactly. But my, my phone has this awesome feature where... If I'm sleeping, I can tell it to mute the Amber Alerts. So I'll still get the alert, but it just won't vibrate or make noise or do anything like that. Um... So the the one morning I woke up to get ready for work and I noticed, oh shit, there was an amber alert like twenty minutes ago. No, oh well, oops. And that was, you know, for a, a city that's like three hours away from me. I'm like, oh. And then I sat there and I thought, if Russia were to send a nuclear bomb at us and we were to get an alert saying that there's a nuclear bomb heading our way, you've got four hours to seek shelter. <laughs> I wouldn't wake up because it would be muted because it's considered a, a alert. I'm like, oh, I guess I would be vaporized in my sleep. I guess. <laughs> That's, I, I don't want to. I wouldn't want to be conscious. No, no, I, I wouldn't want to see that coming either. So it's like, ah, no, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. But you know, at least I'm already in bed. <laughs> no, I mean. Ukraine's putting up a nice fight, and we got to realize that their military is nowhere near what a lot of superpowers are. Yeah. I mean, you know, I heard today that... Like Gary, but you got to remember, that's a weapon from World War II. Yeah. But who knows what they've made nowadays that they've just never unleashed on anybody because it's like, well, we want to keep it secret for the next time. We want to end a war by showing off that we have the biggest gun. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you and, know, well, you, oh, go ahead. you you even got places like Korea, you know, uh, what was it? North North Korea was the one that was flexing its bombs all the time. They threatened to shoot their bombs, but they never did because they realized 
the second you put your finger on that trigger, your entire country is going to get wiped out by someone else. You know? Yeah. So I think that's... It, it looks like it's going to be another version of the Cold War. Everyone's going to have their fingers on the button just saying, I dare you. I dare you to push that button because I'll push mine too and you'll be wiped out. And it's just going to be one of those things of playing chicken. Yeah, I mean... But, you know, who who really knows what's going to happen? I, I, I hear reports that Ukraine is fighting back pretty well. So maybe, hopefully, by the end of this weekend, they can really get some uh, some traction and, and push back. Um, you know, I heard that they they held the capital. They pushed Russia back from the capital. So that's that's good. Um, you know, I, I have friends who are Ukrainian. Uh, they they still have family over there. Um, and from what I've been told, they're all hunkered down in wherever they humanly think they can, whether it to be from hide from the, the Russians that are coming into towns or to protect themselves from the the missiles and stuff that have been being shot there. Um, you know, it's... I know. For them, man. Yeah, it, it's, it sucks, you know, and it sucks that it's for them or it's happening to them. Um, but at the same time, I'm glad it's not us. I know it sounds kind of uh, selfish, but I mean... You know, hopefully, hopefully they can hold their own without any kind of intervention from from us in the West, or really anyone even on the the East side, because uh, you know as soon as Germany or France or England steps in, then now you've got a world war, um, and I don't think anybody wants that, even Russia. But um, yeah, so. <laughs> Kind of got off topic there with the, with speaking about exactly. that, but but you know how does that affect Community Day? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's you know, uh, you know, listeners might be sitting going, well, what does Russia and Ukraine have to do with Pokemon? Well, you know what, uh, it's it doesn't really, but it's something that we all care about and should care about, whether it affects you or not. <laughs> in the ukraine too don't forget about them hey yeah actually yeah you know what yeah there's pokemon go in the ukraine so you know what you know uh you know in peace yeah yeah you know we gotta we gotta protect our pokemon over there right <laughs> exactly but um but, i mean if they wipe out a couple cards it'll be all right yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's fucked up. I'm sorry, I didn't say that. Let's <laughs> take that off the record. <laughs> oh god. Uh, well, no, but seriously, how are they going to enjoy Community Day for Pokemon Go? It's coming. Up. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, so actually, yeah. Speaking of which, um, so some of the things for Pokemon Day, um, they actually they tease some stuff. Uh, which I, that's all Pokemon really does is they tease it, and then at the last second, then they'll they'll put out a uh, uh, a press release, and you know, good luck finding any information on stuff until it actually freaking happens. Apparently, because I couldn't find nothing, uh, or maybe the internet just really hates me today. 
Um, Not even the app, though. Like they're they're usually pretty good at showing um, things to come on their Pokemon Go app, which I log into pretty much every day just to get a daily spin or a daily catch, and uh, they not they're not really pushing anything. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What? Actually, yeah. We'll we'll get into that Pokemon Go uh, in a sec there, because uh, they're actually doing something kind of cool. Um, Sword and Shield, uh, that's an old game, uh, <laughs> uh, we'll be getting a new raid event, uh, that will see Gigantamax, Venusaur, Charizard, and Blastoise as raid bosses, uh, which is freaking awesome, considering they had, uh, Charmander and Bulbasaur, or, not Bulbasaur, uh, Squirtle, Charmander and Squirtle, as free gifts not long ago, uh, Probably about, what, four or five months ago, I think. Maybe even six months ago. Uh, so that was kind of cool. I ended up getting that, and I, I had them until I sold the game. Uh, I don't know if I can actually go back and try and retrieve them and bring them to the Brilliant Diamond or not. Uh, might have to Google that later. Uh, another thing was Pokemon Masters EX. Now, apparently this game came out in 2019 for Android. And I'm just finding out about it now for some odd reason. <laughs> Seems like it's a pretty decent game. You you uh, team up and meet with with the characters from the actual anime, which is kind of cool. Um, they're going to be adding May and Latias as a sync pair, uh, which is kind of cool. Uh, from February 28th, and there will be a event called Victory Road that will feature the champions in game. Uh, Pokemon Unite will have a special event challenge that will let players unlock unlock the gardening style Hollowware uh, for Slowbro. Uh, then there's Pokemon Cafe Remix will get a new feature called Deliveries uh, and more. Uh, that's another thing I I haven't I haven't seen half of this stuff. I I knew about Pokemon Ignite, never heard of Pokemon Masters EX for some odd reason. I haven't really heard of Pokemon Cafe either. Um, been kind of out of the loop on some of this stuff. Um, getting it, yeah, so. yeah I, I might have to download that Pokemon Masters EX and, and give it a try and see what that's all about. Uh, it sounds like it's pretty freaking cool. Um, what the heck was that? Uh, Pokemon Go. Uh, is doing a thing on February 26th, which was today. <laughs> hey, look at that. It's today. Uh, also happens to be the start of Pokemon Go Tour uh, for Johto, which will put a focus on trainers catching Pokemon from Gen 2. So that's freaking awesome. Uh, I love Gen 2. Um, you know, I love Chikorita. She is a amazing freaking Pokemon. Uh, I love the high octane energy of Totodile. Uh, he's he seems like that over eager, excitable idiot kind of Pokemon, who, as he evolves, it looks like he actually matures from his like happy go lucky psychotic child without any kind of ADHD medication, to actually growing up to be like a uh, pissed off teenager. To then becoming just a really pissed off adult, <laughs> you know, 
it, it seems like he relates yeah. so well with uh, with how we all grew up. <laughs> Teddy Ursa and Ursa got to be my favorites. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. Actually, Teddy Ursa is freaking awesome. Uh, Ursa Ring though, that is a badass Pokemon. Like, that's something you wouldn't want to encounter too too often. Uh, but yeah, freaking Teddy Ursa. That's that's a really kind of cute little Pokemon. Um, my daughter loves collecting those cards as well. Um, oh, yeah. I've always enjoyed the normal types. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, goes on to say that while none of these sound like major announcements, which you know I I beg to differ. Some of them are pretty major. Uh, there is always a chance that there will be further surprises as we get closer to Pokemon Day, which is tomorrow, the twenty seventh. Uh, and then they made a mention of saying that Pokemon Legends, Arceus, and Brilliant Diamond, and Shining Pearl are absent from the list. Uh, meaning they could be due for a big news during Pokemon Day. Which, uh, maybe? I, I'm, if I had to put money on it, I would say that they're probably gonna, probably gonna make an announcement tomorrow about Pokemon Legends, Arceus. I can't see them making a point or making an announcement about Brilliant Diamond or Shining Pearl. And if they do, I don't think it's going to be very big. It'll probably just be a minor update kind of thing. Uh, I, I think right now Pokemon is going to put all their eggs in one basket with uh, Legends Arceus. Just because Brilliant Stars literally just came out. It revolves around Arceus uh, primarily. Um, so I, I, I tend to think that they're going to focus around that more. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. With Arceus, he's, he's definitely the guy to be. I mean, that's where I'm getting confused, though, because he was first introduced in Gen 4. Yep. And now he seems to kind of be the guy that's introducing this new region. So now he's more tied with Gen 8, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean... Um, I like it for him, because obviously he was a character that got put on the back burner to Dialga and Palkia, but... Yeah. And it, it's... He, uh, it's interesting, because, you know, uh, Brilliant Diamond and Pearl came out, which revolve around Dialga and uh, Palkia. But then all of a sudden, Arceus comes out of the wood woodworks and it's like, uh, you know, don't forget about me, guys. Like, and he kind of he retook the spotlight, which is kind of nice because I I prefer Arceus over the Brilliant Diamond and Pearl, or even just the Diamond and Pearl versions. Um, I haven't played the game, but just the Pokemon in general of Arceus is so much better, in my opinion. Crystal version. That came out. You remember the one with Suicune on it? Oh yeah. For the original Game Boy, he that that's that's what he is. He truly is like different gameplay, different look yeah. to what's red, yellow, and blue. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm sad the Japanese actually got a green, or they got a Venusaur, didn't they? Like a green. Yes, they did. Yep, and and actually that is why we have Pokemon Day. Uh, so when I first heard about Pokemon Day, and again, I thought, I am so out of the freaking loop on this. Uh, when I heard Pokemon Day, first thing that came to my mind was, oh, okay, they're, they're still 
releasing information about the 25th anniversary. Well, that's, that's kind of strange. That was, you know, a little while ago. Why are they still releasing more info? Uh, especially now that it's a new year. But then I realized, no, Pokemon Day is based off of the fact that it revolves around the original two Pokemon games that were released in Japan. It's the uh, the anniversary of those two games, uh, green and red. Yeah, red and green. Yep. So it's the anniversary uh, as of tomorrow. Or actually, in, in this case, uh, within two hours, because it's like 10 o'clock. So it'll be, yeah, in, in two hours, it'll be red and green's anniversary. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> that's a beautiful I would like one of those. I'm going to have to hunt it down now that we're talking about it. Yeah. Although we we need to get we need to get like an English dub version of it though, because I don't know if I can handle playing Pokemon with Japanese text. So right, you're so right. Yeah. I would know what I'm doing because obviously I'm a Pokemon master, but <laughs> like I don't even need to read. Actually, oh, can you imagine the move set? You wouldn't know what moves you're using. Oh my god! Yeah, because oh. That would piss yeah, you me would off. have to face up the levels. You, you know what? Well, I, actually, I, you know what I would be doing? I would have my Game Boy in one hand and my phone in the other hand using Google Translate to freaking figure out what's going on on the screen. What? Exactly. <laughs> what did that guy just do to me? Why did it hit me so hard? Oh, it's a critical. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> Remember, too, like our translations are much different, our English ones. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Because oh. I, I know Charizard isn't even really called Charizard in Japan. He's got like a completely different name, Charizard. They're like, what the fuck's a Charizard? Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, God. That'd be hilarious. It'd be like, oh, a uh, trainer sent out uh, like freaking Squidward or whatever, and it's a, it's a tentacle. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. I mean, oh, it'd be hilarious to play the games, but uh, at the same time, I I think it would put my freaking stress levels through the roof trying to figure out what the heck's going on. <laughs> yeah. When I watch anime, I'm definitely a dub. Forget that sub. Oh crap. Yeah. I I mean, I'm not listening. Japanese or, um, vocals with English subtitles. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I watch TV to actually watch TV, not read. If I want to read, I'll read a book. You know, uh, Trust me, I have the strong run. I can do it, but I refuse to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and finally, we are going to discuss some conspiracy theories because, you know, there's conspiracy theories out there about everything and anything from are aliens real to is the president an actual you know mole man living from underground to you know this and that and of course pokemon has its own theories uh conspiracy theories and some of them are way way out there and some of them are actually pretty half decent and, and make you kind of think um, I'll, I'll start with one and then you can do one of yours and then I'll, I'll finish off mine and you can go with your last one if that's cool. Um, just kind of take turns. 
so my first one, uh, my my first one is that Ash Ketchum is actually dead. Uh, now I've I've heard this one before in the past. Um, their reasoning behind it is that he died when Pikachu shocked him and the herd of sparrows. Is it a horde? Maybe a horde. Uh, in the anime, going back to season one, episode two, three, probably two. Uh, it explains why he doesn't age, why he always asks questions, and is often forgetful of basic Pokemon knowledge. Um, I don't think he's dead. And my reasoning behind that is, the reason why he doesn't age, I think, is to make it more relevant for children growing up. Yes, us older folk have grown up with Pokemon. Yeah, I mean, you know, us, you know, older guys, we grew up with Pokemon. Is it strange to see, uh, you know, what is it, a 10-year-old or whatever still? Sure, yeah, okay. But to a 8-year-old or a 6-year-old, seeing a 10-year-old becoming a Pokemon master is kind of cool. Um, now, mind you, it's kind of strange they don't really mention his age too much anymore, but they do always mention the fact that he uh, he came from Palatown. He fought in the Indigo Plateau. He did the um, the Orange Islands and and stuff like that. So he does have regular recollections of doing that and his achievements. But it seems like they just kind of decided, okay, well, we're not going to mention his age or not mention it as much. Um, the reason why he always think asks, about, oh, what was that, bud? Oh, sorry. Just, uh, think about rider turnover. Yes, actually. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Riders uh, definitely are not on the projects of today. Yeah, exactly. And everyone get their own in some way. So they're, you know, there's, they're not really going to connect perfectly. Uh, actually, yeah. In fact, um, I saw a, a thing on YouTube uh, that mentioned the only person uh, thus far to stay on from start to finish is the voice of Pikachu. Um, she has been the voice of Pikachu from day one until now. Whereas we've had different Ash Ketchums. We've had different Brocks. Um, you know, different Nurse Joys. Stuff like that. So, you know, we've had many different voice actors but yet we still have the same Pikachu uh, which is kind of great um, but that is exactly it you know oh what was that I was saying he's a titular character but yep. I mean honestly how I want to know how recent this theory is because I know that we grew up with one where it said that when Ash saw the Ho-Oh, he made a wish to become the very best. And you can't do that if you keep aging. That's true. Yeah. Well, I mean... Well, he saw Wishbird. Yeah, I mean, well, well, as you grow older, you gain more wisdom, right? Unless, yeah. unless Ho-Oh gave him the ability to stay young and vigorous, but still allow him to obtain the information. Yeah, that too. Yeah. 
Um, now, if you dig deep, man, that's a hard theory to back up. So I'm going to say he's alive. Yeah, I, I think he is alive as well. Um, I don't think he died. Uh, that conspiracy fails to hold any water. Yeah. Bam, bam. <laughs> well, he just has too many friends. Too yeah. Too many friends is... Yeah, I mean, so... Yeah, can can his friends see a ghost, or are all of his friends dead? Like, it just... It, it doesn't make sense. Professor Oak, I mean, he's a, he's a respected... A professor, you know, of Pokemon, and this guy ain't got time to see ghosts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We're not in, a, in the movie Sixth Sense, you know. At all, I see dead Pokemon trainers. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Um, which uh, which conspiracy theory did you have? Well, honestly, it's the um, the Pokemon War killed many adults in the Pokemon world. Yeah, I, I read that one, yeah. So, you know, like, I guess I know that they have hinted in the game that there was uh, a great Pokemon War at some point. Yep. Like when Light Surge said that him and his electric Pokemon, you know, fought in the war. Uh, then you have, I think, I want to say it's with like the hard gold. I know that they're, they talk about a little battle in the dragon, uh, the dragon gym leaders town. Oh, right. Yes. That's like they drop a hit there and then a little bit in diamond and pearl as well. Yeah. But I really like that one. You know, I was like, that makes sense as to why there is like, I mean, if you wanted to dig that deep, because like you said earlier, it's a, it's a, they know that we're already hooked. They're like, man, I got those guys back in the nineties, but how do I get the kids growing up today? Do yeah. they have to stay relevant to the children? And like you said, we would like to see more adults if they would like, you know, maybe do a, a, a Pokemon, you know, anime, like a true Well, I mean, they have, I really like enjoyed the, I'm getting off topic, but you know, since they're trying to stick to children, that's probably the main reason why we don't see adults. But I like the idea that the Pokemon War killed many of them because they obviously had to go fight in the war. Yeah. Yeah, I, I never... Um, I wonder if if some of the, uh, the tombstones there in the Pokemon Tower uh, were of those Pokemon that fought in the war then. Oh yeah, in Lavender Town. Yeah, because there's, there's, there's quite a few floors, and it, and it's all gravestones, and warm or uh, wall murals and stuff like that of lost Pokemon. So I, I wonder. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, because a lot of the adults, anyways, in in the games, they're very like quiet, and there's just so much mystery. Yeah. And everyone just kind of, I don't know, they're, they're, they're tight-lipped. And I guess like anyone, you probably want to forget more than anything. Yeah, especially the older people. I find, like, when you speak to the older people in the games and stuff like that, they don't give out a whole lot of information, or they're very cryptic about anything, really. Yep, very riddles. Yeah. 
you find it's more information from the younger people or even the kids. I find that the kids never shut up in the game. Um, but the old the old people, they they give like one or two words. And it's like, okay, you know, move along kind of thing. Um, so, uh, my last uh, conspiracy theory, and this is, this is an interesting one, uh, that Mimikyu are dead Pichus. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I mean, uh, so apparently Pichu died, or Pichus have died before being, or before evolving into Pikachu, uh, and it still wants to evolve. Uh, Mimikyu is a ghost fairy type for the dead Pichu. Um, which is quite interesting how a electric type would transform to a ghost fairy type. I, I can see ghost, but why fairy? Um, however, the ghost fairy type, Mimikyu, knows Thunderbolt and shares multiple moves with Pichu. Um, that's interesting. You know, yeah, it dresses up like Pikachu uh, because it wants to be like Pikachu or wants to be a Pikachu. Uh, yeah. makes sense on why nobody has ever seen what is underneath that, uh, Pikachu costume. Uh, we know it's not a solid life form. Uh, it's very fluid and dark and, and misty kind of thing. So it's, it's definitely a ghost per se. Uh, but really no one actually knows exactly what type of ghost it really is. Um, you know, it doesn't give, uh, clear cut evidence to say, oh, um, this is this type of, uh, phantom or ghost, you know, it's, uh, a spirit of such and such kind of like, um, uh, Yan mask, Yan mask actually carries around the mask or the, I guess the masked face of its dead human. Or of what it was when it was a human. Um, so, you know, it, it gives you that sense of saying, okay, well, this Yan mask was a human at one point. Now the human's dead. And it's carrying around a, uh, I get, what are they called? Death mask or something like that of the human being that it was. Um, but there's no information like that when it comes to Pokemon like, like uh, Mimikyu. Uh, it doesn't actually, you know, if you look up into any Pokedex, it's not going to say, oh, Mimikyu is the uh, spirit of a dead Pichu, you know, but it's it's kind of interesting. I, I I personally think it, it might be Pichu. Uh, as sad as that is, it, it could actually be Pichu. Or it could be just a random Pokemon that looked up to Pikachu um, that has the ability to mimic electric type moves kind of like kind of like a ditto can mimic uh images and moves of other pokemon right sure yeah and, it, and i was uh wanting to touch real quick on something you had said where you were like i don't understand why they made it a fairy as well and uh it's mostly, in my opinion, probably because Barry is relatively new, the newest uh, 
type of Pokemon that they introduced. Right. So they got to get the stock up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. But, like, when you think of fairy-type Pokemon, you don't think of Mimikyu. You think of no, more I dominant... Know, I didn't know that. You're the one that taught me that. I was like, I thought it was just a ghost that kind of ruins it. You would think dark. A ghost-dark-type. Ghost-dark, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Not a ghost-fairy-type. That's kind of odd. And that makes sense with it being a Pichu, mostly because Pokemon loves to flirt with the afterlife. It's one of their biggest things. Yeah. I I feel like there's a game where we talk to ghosts, isn't there? Or, yeah, I mean, even in Leaf Green and Fire Red, you have the Cubone's mother, you know? Yep. With the Sylph, with the sylph scope. So, obviously, in, in the Pokemon world, ghosts are a big part of of the universe. So, I could definitely see... A Pichu that was sad and never got to evolve that energy create a Mimikyu. Because it's probably not all of them. It's probably just those that have enough sorrow where they're like, I want to be a Pikachu so bad. And they're like, okay, well, you can be a ghost Pikachu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Pokemon War. Yeah, so I mean, I guess to touch up my last one then, to touch up a little bit on that Pokemon War is that the Pokemon world as a whole is a post-apocalyptic world. Oh. Okay. So, yeah, I guess uh, the Pokemon universe is a whole lot different than the real world, you know? So, for example, there are no actual animals, and instead they have the, the Pokemon. Yep. And then it, it's also somewhere where, you know, you're 10 years old, you're handed a Pokemon and a Pokedex, and they're like, go out there and figure out what's out there. And yeah. that wouldn't fly in the real world, so it's almost like, you know, we just lost a lot of manpower, and you kids, as soon as you're able to, you need to go out there and bring us data of the world. You know, we're the ones in the ruins, you're the ones discovering and trying to fill up the Pokedex. You're meeting legendaries and, and the resting places after, you know, doing whatever it is that they're resting from. So it makes sense to me that, you know, yeah, that there, there's definitely evidence of a war and there's big time evidence that it's a post-apocalyptic world. And it almost seems like they're doing a full scale of that with, you know, Arceus, the new Arceus game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Arceus, now, well, Arceus takes place in the past, right, I think? Yeah, a little bit before what we know today, but I mean, it could, it, it almost hinting at, I mean, because the game itself, they're like, they don't even have Pokemon centers, you're keeping your Pokemon on a farm, so it's like, damn, that's, you know, what what's going on there? I haven't played it myself, but you can tell that it's showing that what we know and what, or, or what you know, what we were accustomed to in Pokemon had a beginning, and it's just a little too humble. Like if something happened, like destroyed. Cause the text good, obviously, you know, but um, it's like they lost a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I never saw it that way. I mean, it, it makes sense, like in, in sense that. Yeah, there's no, there's no animals. It's just Pokemon. Uh, now, mind you, at the same time, that could translate to 
like for instance our world for instance you know we don't have pokemon we have animals but who's to say that our animals couldn't be pokemon right you know uh in the same sense of you know the the mayor of your town or whatever at 10 years old gives you a handful of balls and says okay go out there and, and catch these animals you know you could catch a deer or uh, a moose or a coyote or a wolf or a skunk or this or that you know a wild cat or a wild dog um i i think it's it's more of like a, a parallel universe um but it does you do see almost like a sense of rebuild uh, in, in a way, in, in most of the games, you know, you have very small towns, uh, for the most part, um, even the quote unquote bigger cities don't seem to be heavily populated. Uh, seems like it's, it's lower population. Uh, so maybe there is a, a sense of rebuild going on throughout all these games. Oh yeah, definitely like an underlining theme. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so those are those are my two. Um, did you get me thinking now? Yeah, <laughs> almost want to kind of do some uh, some uh, what do you call it? The fan, the fan. Uh, what is it called? Oh man, it's killing me. We'll have to come back to it because it's killing me. I can't think of what the <laughs> term is. Yeah, I hate that when it happens. <laughs> it's not a theory, but it's like I guess when like the fan writing, or I don't know how to how to explain it. I don't know. There's a term for it. Yeah. Where you you pretty much take the lore of something that exists. So in this case, Pokemon, and you finish writing the story for them. Oh. Yeah, I know what you mean, but oh man, I can't even think of it. Uh, like term for what that like for that's called folklore no what was that would, wouldn't it be folklore possibly i think you know, something like that yeah something good for like that <laughs> yeah i can't think of it it's killing me i'll remember later as soon as we hang up yeah <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah, so that uh, that pretty much takes us uh, for the end of this one. Um, so we got about uh, four minutes until we hit the 60-minute uh, cutoff for this segment. Um, yeah, and then we'll, we'll touch bases uh, on some other stuff as well, uh, outside of the podcast and whatnot. Uh, other than that, I think I'm good. Is there anything else you wanted to add? Uh, no, no, nothing at all. I just, uh, as always, thank you for, for having me. And I hope that uh, folks stayed with us and through all those uh, technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah. Off. And I hope we're getting better and actually uh, entertaining you guys or at least hoping that you're enjoying some of these conversations. At some point, we would like for you guys to reach out to us through our social medias and just kind of let us know what you'd like to hear or if you hear something that 
we say they kind of, you know, like you want to add to it, feel free to reach out. Yeah. Um, I have the feature or I have the, the way of adding uh, a question segment to the podcast through Anchor FM. Uh, so I'll, I'll add that feature to this episode as well, uh, as well as I will add um, the link to your uh, profile in the description below. Um, and then actually, I might have to get you to send me the link to my profile because I can't freaking get the link to it. I can just add my profile name down below, but for some reason, I can't actually get my actual profile link. I don't know what the heck is going on with Instagram, but... Unless I'm looking in all the wrong areas. Um, well, we'll try and figure that out. But uh, we'll we'll add um, both of our, our links down below. I'll add the question segment to this. And then if you have a question, you can uh, send a question. It, uh, and I'll get that immediately. Uh, and then I can discuss it with you as well. And then we can uh, look into that. Oh, perfect. Thanks, man. <laughs> Got you. Yeah. <laughs> and uh so with that being said, I'm Pokemon Cave. And uh and I'm from Yeah. <laughs> and this uh this was another episode of uh the Pokemon Cave uh podcast. Thanks everyone. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.